This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. I would guess all of you know what a donor advised fund is, or DAF for short. But did you know that they're one of the fastest growing tools fueling philanthropy? So here's my question for you. When it comes to donor advised funds, what if we could move money faster through donor advised funds? And what if we prevented them from becoming wealth warehouses? And what if more people had access to them in order to drive more money to nonprofits and good causes? Well, this and more will be discussed by my guest today, Stephen Kump. Stephen is the co-founder and CEO of CharityVest. CharityVest is a nonprofit that is designed to simplify the setup and management of donor-advised funds so investors at every asset level can maximize tax benefits and grow account balances tax-free. And this way, they can give more to the nonprofits they care about. They could enjoy today's show. Well, Stephen, it's great to have you on the show today. Uh, You really do have an interesting perspective on philanthropy that I want to introduce my listeners to. So first, I wanted to start by pointing out this article by Fidelity Charitable. The article talks about how donor-advised funds or DAFs are helping people sustain philanthropic giving. Uh, And my guess is my listeners are very familiar with DAFs, and I'm sure a lot of donors that give to their organizations respectively use donor-advised funds. But here's what I thought was interesting from Fidelity's report. They report that the first half of this year was a banner year in terms of seeing record support for nonprofits from donors, at least at Fidelity Charitable. And they pointed out that they've seen an 11% increase in grant dollars this year compared to last year. The total amount of money that has been given so far has been $4.8 billion, which is up from $4.3 billion. And this is despite inflation. And the market's really been cooling off and it's been very volatile this year, right? So I want to start with that, Stephen. What, what do you make of this? And why are so many people giving this much so far this year? Totally, Rob. Thanks for having me on, by the way. This is really fun and Absolutely. always delighted for the opportunity to talk about donor-advised funds. You got We're it. super passionate about them. The Fidelity charitable data is super interesting. It tells us something really important about donor-advised funds. So where I want to start is just to say an interesting aspect about donor-advised funds is they decouple charitable giving with market cycles because donor-advised funds have uh, two dynamics, contributions into them and grants out of them. And the data that Fidelity Charitable is rightly highlighting is the grant data going out of their donor advice funds to nonprofits is continuing to increase despite all of the market cycles that we're seeing play out right now in the news. And that's an important observation that that as donors think about their grant making out of their donor advice funds, they're not thinking about market cycles by and large. Maybe some are. But the vast majority of them are just seeing a charitable opportunity and they say, all right, I've got the resources. Let me go ahead and send it. So I think Fidelity's data is a broader indication. We're seeing that ourselves as well. We're having a record year for grant making in addition to Fidelity's. And it's really fun. 2022 also has had a number of kind of interesting things in the news cycle that as information flows faster and faster, 
we're seeing that play out in philanthropy. I think, I think the Ukrainian crisis uh, was a, a very interesting moment to watch from the philanthropic sidelines of how donors were responding to it and engaging and wanting to engage. This is on the backdrop of kind of the, the philanthropic response to the pandemic. And then as right now, what we're seeing play out is as charities are thinking about inflation and communicating those challenges to their donors, how are, how are donors responding, especially ones with donor advice funds? And we're seeing positive movement from our donors on that front as well. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Well, you are a big believer that DAFs, donor advised funds, shouldn't be wealth warehouses, and I put that in quotes, but conduits to support great causes as efficiently as possible. And so this has led you to start what's called Charity Vest, which we're going to talk about a bit. And Charity Vest is all about seeking to keep all philanthropic giving on one consolidated tax receipt to maximize one's giving. I like how you summarize that on your website. So talk about more. Why did you start Charity Vest and how did you get it started? Yeah. So let's talk about donor advice funds just a tad bit more. And, I, and I'm imagining a lot of your audience, as you mentioned, they're familiar with donor advice funds and maybe the narrative around donor advice funds are is slightly kind of negative. Maybe they're kind of a, a hairy monster, a lot of unknowns. Um, and yeah, and I, and I think, you know, what if I'm sitting in the nonprofit leader's seat, I think it's important to ask why the growth of donor advised funds is occurring. Donors are indicating they have a preference for donor advised funds. And what I would say is, and this is getting to the, the sort of inspiration for the Charity Best story, is that donors really want to see their giving be purposeful. That is a donor's fear in their giving is they're not going to find something that feels worthwhile, that's inspirational, that's purposeful, that not only in, does something impact in the world, it has impact in the world, but also communicates something to the world about themselves. This is something they're fundamentally looking for. And what a donor advice fund is enabling them to do is to use time as their ally to say, I can commit to giving. And in the future, I'm confident I can find that inspirational story. I can find something that's purposeful for me. And I saw that as a philanthropic advisor. So this is where Charity Vest started. I was a philanthropic advisor helping donors maximize the impact of their giving. And I was walking through some of these deeply fundamental questions about their giving. And what was always interesting is we could walk a donor you know, much more easily to a commitment to give, to set aside resources, to commit, to give than specific charitable opportunities. And that was an important part of their philanthropic journey. And I recently read a study from the behavioral science research firm Ideas42. They did a study across a whole bunch of donors. You know, this is this spans the socioeconomic spectrum where they asked them to give to charity. But in one group, they just said, would you like to give to charity? And then they presented uh, charitable opportunities, specific organizations after they got the commitment. And then a different group they put the organizations first and then ask for charitable commitments. And you can imagine both the percentage of people committing and the dollar amounts were down in the group where they put the charitable opportunities first. And I think that is what we're seeing play out with donor advice funds. People want to know that they're giving is purposeful and they have more confidence if they can go ahead and commit to the idea of giving and going on a journey over time to figure out what is most purposeful for them. And I felt like donor advised funds were sort of caught in uh, previous generations technology, mainly that financial technology had not caught up the donor advised funds and that was holding them back. And I really wanted to see the donor advised funds accelerate and not be full of friction. And this is kind of interesting. A lot of donor advised funds are really old school. 
kind of painful to work with. And donor advice, you know, donors were still jumping in and using them. And I felt like if modern financial technology could come alongside donor advice funds and enhance them further, what might be possible over the next generation to include, you know, deeper integrations with nonprofits and charitable opportunities and all the things that your listeners would, would care about downstream. Love it. Okay, good. Well, so what you do at Charity Vest, how is it different from, uh, say, someone who just manages your typical DEF? Yeah, what makes us different, you really have to uh, go down to our DNA. Charity Vest has a different DNA. We're born out of the financial technology world. That's who we are. You know, I came out of the philanthropic advisory world. I sort of caught the idea. Everybody else in the company besides me are technologists. That's who we are. The bulk of our folks, we're technology. We're, We're a technology company. And, but we're rooted in the desire to see impact on people's lives and to see resources deployed into charities. And we want the latest financial technology to make that a wonderful, frictionless experience. And that's really what we've done first. I mean, the first few years of the Charity Best journey is to make the DAF experience frictionless for donors to enable them to intuitively understand what it is for there to be not you know, significant barriers to jumping in and for the fees not to be extremely high. So that's when you come to our website, you're going to see this is a well-designed, beautiful donor advice fund experience that has much lower fees than traditional donor advice funds. And then from here, we're you know really hoping to grow the capabilities of donor advice funds to be much more donor-friendly, to enable giving to be much more purposeful in how it feels to give, and to deeper integrations with the, the charities that they're supporting uh, downstream. Excellent. What it sounds like when you're talking about this is really all about understanding the mindset of a donor, which is so critical for every nonprofit leader, whether you're a development director, executive director, CEO, you want to understand your donor's mindset, particularly as it relates to your nonprofit. So from your research and your work, what are donors typically looking for when it comes to a nonprofit they want to support? Yeah, I I don't claim to be any sort of expert or guru on this. I'm just a guy that's talked to a lot of donors. Is really uh, (laughs) well, that right there. You're you're an expert right there. (laughs) Yeah, and and you know, and this is what I would say. I would say that donors they want to feel like they are a meaningful part of something bigger than themselves that is deeply consistent with their richest values. Okay, I like it. Did you say it one more time? Repeat that. Yeah, they they want to be a meaningful part of something that's bigger than themselves, that's deeply consistent with their richest values. And, you know, whenever we talk to to donors, you you referred earlier that we really don't want to be a warehouse full of charitable assets that just sit, and that's totally true. When, When we interview donors that have large balances, either with us or in other donor advice funds, and trying to understand why that is, it's a very consistent song that they sing. It is, I don't have anything in front of me that's inspired, inspiring me. Uh, there's just nothing that I'm excited about that is engaging me on a deeper level. It always comes back to that. I don't know what the fund, you hear different versions of this. And of course, I, you know, inevitably the fundraisers among us kind of squirm in their seats and they're like, oh my goodness, if I could just tell you. And so there really is this gap between this information gap between donors who have assets and folks who are out there doing great work in the world. And I really think relationships and values is that, that bridge. And so I you know, am very deeply passionate about enabling that information gap to be filled for us to do something about it. And Charity Vest will have some relevant plays there in the future. But, but I think it's really, really important, both for me as a donor advice fund sponsor, 
you know, of course we make money on the assets that sit with us. And a cynical person could say, well, you, you want the assets to sit there. And what I would say is, is that an inspired donor who has an incredibly high throughput of their dollars is much more valuable to me for two reasons. As a philanthropic advisor, our, my engaged donors gave a way higher percentage of their net worth than the unengaged donors. And so the, the average balance is going to be higher, even though the velocity of money is going to be higher for a highly engaged donor. And second, they're going to tell 10 other people about us and their experience. And so I want highly engaged donors with incredibly high throughput that are just slinging money out to charities. That's what we want. Engaged donors who are you know, living a rich, generous life. That's really what we're, what we're pumped about. So donors are just looking to be inspired. We'll be right back. Well, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I wanted to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you will find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country, including some from other countries, all trying to make their world better. When you go to our website, you can also subscribe to my monthly leadership update in order to get more content, ask me questions, and join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community. Just look for the subscribe button, which is on the top right-hand side. It's a real easy process. Well, thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. I really like that. I, and I would completely agree. They want to be inspired by nonprofits, what their mission is, the impact they're having. And so as we get back to how donors give, I love giving data to my listeners because I think it's really helpful as you're a leader. You're, you want data to back it up either just for your own sake and then also to pass on to your whether it be board members or other donors to let you let them know you're doing your homework, you know what the data is out there. So speaking of data, do you have any data in terms of how many current donors use donor advised funds rather than say simply sending money to a nonprofit, whether it be online, via check or cash? I have seen my, the nonprofit that I lead here, I do see a lot more people now utilizing donor advised funds, it seems to me anyway. Now I've not done a hard study on this, but what is the data that you're finding with your research? Yeah, there's an increasing amount of data out there. There's a lot of a lot more folks um, looking at this from a quantitative perspective. So the milestone that we just crossed in the donor advice fund world in 2021 is there are now more than 1 million DAFs in the United States. Wow, uh, over a million. Okay, that's a lot. Yep, there's over 1 million. And so it's a lot of DAFs, but at the same time, you know, there's uh, 100 million households roughly. And so we're kind of at 1% of households. So there's still a lot of headroom. But the thing is, is they're growing super, super fast. So it depends on which data you look at. Somewhere between you know, 20 and 40% per year is what we're seeing in terms of growth in the number of donor advised funds, the, the, the contributions into them, et cetera. And in 2020 and 2021, it looked to be about 15% of all giving dollars were going into donor advised funds first. So it's becoming an increasingly greater part of the charitable giving landscape. Donors are expressing a preference that they really like using donor advice funds more and more. I like it. Well, again, very helpful. And like I say, there's still a lot of room, but sounds like the trend lines are heading in that direction. Maybe we broaden that a little bit when it comes to trend lines overall. As mentioned earlier in the Fidelity Charitable article, are you seeing the same trends of larger than usual giving this year just across the board? Or are you seeing a downturn in philanthropic gifts because of the economy? What in general, again, not just with donor advised funds, but is this the research you know about giving to nonprofits? What are you seeing? Yeah, it's a big question. Donor advised fund giving is certainly up across the board, uh, including for us, it, it's up. 
um, even contributions in are still up. I'll be interested to see what um, kind of we call it giving season, you know, basically Q4 looks like, you know, disproportionate amount of charitable giving happens in November, December, especially. So I'd be really interested to see kind of where the economy, inflation, you know, the markets and how that affects contributions into donor advice funds. But what I can say is that, you know, giving is resilient relative to the economy. And so, you know, it goes, when giving goes down, it goes down less than the economy, by and large, usually. And and it recovers relatively quickly. And you can think about that as like- That's really interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. A lot of folks, I encourage folks to, to Google- you know, kind of what happens to charitable giving during a recession. It's really, really interesting. And it tells us something about um, how people think about, you know, the relationships they have with charities and how resilient those relationships can be, that people really want to honor their commitments to charities. And I think we're going to see that more and more, especially as donor advice funds become more of a prominent way that people are funding, you know, the nonprofits they want to support because of what I said earlier, they're not highly, you know, cyclical, like, you know, uh, the, the rest of the market and not nearly as much as general charitable giving is. And so we're going to see, you know, support to charities, I think, hold more and more steady despite some of these downturns. I think we'll start to see uh, yeah, continue for donor advice funds. So I, I'm, I'm excited about that to see how this plays out. No, good insights and good data there. So we didn't really get to why did you start Charity Vest and tell us just a little bit more about it for my listeners so they may be interested in checking out Charity Vest. Totally. You know, giving shouldn't be hard. Everybody wants giving to be inspirational and purposeful, as we, as we talked about. And giving shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be frictionless. And we felt like donor advice funds were too sort of hard to get going. Minimums were, were up there. User experiences weren't great. And so we started Charity Best to make the experience of donor advice funds become more purposeful and generous itself. And so that's what Charity Best's kind of hallmark is and how we built our experience around the latest financial technology. And so that's sort of why we started Charity Vest to encourage and support this movement toward donor advice funds. We think it ultimately makes giving more purposeful and ultimately makes people's lives better and their relationships with charities richer. So uh, that's the why of of Charity Vest. And you can find us at charityvest.org. That's where we we hang out. Uh, We have live chat during business hours and would love to hear from you and would love to talk to you about your giving. And again, it's a nonprofit. Is that correct? We do. We have a nonprofit organization. We also are a venture-backed startup. So we have a for-profit organization that actually serves all the technology and services behind Charity Vest. But our donor advice fund core is a nonprofit itself. So all the, the dollars that go into us are tax deductible and uh, sit inside a public charity. Very cool. Okay, cool. That's nice. All right. So then for those who are listening, particularly we have a lot of CEOs, executive directors, development directors who are listening to this show. What is your one key piece of advice to them based on all that you're seeing and doing at Charity Vest? Yeah, I would say that, you know, as we talked about this trend toward donor advice funds is indicating something meaningful about how donors want a more purposeful relationship. I think the other kind of thing that we haven't talked about that I would point out is donors are becoming wealthier. Not that <laughs> that because you give, you become wealthier. It's actually <laughs> wealthy are the ones giving more and more. So and talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, break that down. So you yeah. are you seeing the percentage uh, of people that do have money giving more of that money away now or explain that a bit? Yes, a bit. Uh, okay. But the ones, their wealth is growing. The wealthy's wealth is growing much faster than the wealth of 
you know, the non-wealthy. Interesting. And so, uh, you know, wealth is becoming more unequal. And there's lots of things we could say about that, that we could say for a different conversation for more people who are greater experts on that. But that's the case that we need to sort of just understand as folks who are looking at philanthropy, that wealth is becoming more unequal. And therefore, giving is going to become more unequally distributed between the wealthy and non-wealthy. And philanthropy is becoming wealthier. It's coming, it's more concentrated from wealthier audiences. And I think, you know, that's also going to accelerate the donor advice fund trend. Donor advice fund use correlates with the wealthy. Now we're trying to change that. We're trying to democratize uh, the donor advice fund to be used by anyone and it's and it's nice. working and, like and growing. Mm-hmm. However, historically, donor advice funds have been used by wealthier audiences. And so, you know, we're looking at, you know, we fast forward to the future, the, especially when you think about millennial philanthropy, when the people who are 30 right now become the primary folks who are giving in the next 10, 20, 30 years, what's going to be different? I think we're going to be looking at a different mix of how they want to fund donor advice funds being mm, in that, okay. that yeah. bucket. And then I think we're going to see, you know, these are folks who want incredibly rich, deep partnered relationships. And you're going to see a greater concentration of, you know, who makes up the, the envelope of donors within a particular charity, meaning okay. that fewer, deeper relationships, I think, is where everything is, is trending, both from donor preferences and from, you know, kind of a, if you want to just look at the microeconomics, the cost to acquire donors and their lifetime value to okay. a charity. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more and more concentrated by what we can tell. And so mm, I think we're, okay. I, I, my advice is that understand some of these behavioral trends and think about how that can manifest in deeper, richer fundraising relationships where you have folks who are going you know, to walk closely as partners over the next you know couple of decades. And think about that as you look at millennials, who are the folks that are going to really grow into our deep, deep partners over the next 20 years? Oh, that's great advice. I'm so glad you went into that, the the future, what you're seeing, because that's so important. Well, thanks again for sharing your insights on the show today. How can people find out a little bit more about you? You mentioned a couple of things, but again, one more time, how can people connect with you personally, perhaps if you're okay to that, and Charity Vest? Absolutely. Happy folks to connect with me personally. Uh, If you'd love to learn more about donor advice funds and kind of what we're observing from uh, the sidelines. And so charityvest.org is the website uh, where you can find Charity Vest. And then my first and last name, Stephen with a PH dot comp at charityvest.org. Happy for folks to shoot me a note if you'd like to chat. And then you can find us on you know Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, all the channels uh, under Charity Vest. And we would love to engage with any folks uh, in the fundraising space or if you're thinking about uh, key donor relationships, want to understand ask, happy to engage. It'd be fun. Well, good stuff. Well, again, I almost treat this show as a tutorial now on donor advised funds. So thank you for giving us the background and thank you for awesome. starting Charity Vest because I think it is, I do think in general for a lot of nonprofit leaders, it's a bit of a mystery and maybe on the donor side, not always a great experience. So you saw a need, you met it and uh, congratulations. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Rob. Really fun conversation. Likewise. Thanks for on the show. Appreciate it. Hey friends, well, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will actually help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. You can also join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community, find other resources and interviews of past guests all on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. 
Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.